0: It's Saturday morning, and I'm lying in bed with my basset hound, Maud, trying to decide what I'm going to do today. Abigail's gone to Maine with her parents for the weekend, so I'm on my own. At least Roxy won't be on my back about cleaning my room or doing homework. When the weather is nice, she spends Saturdays antiquing, mostly in Vermont, and doesn't get home until late. And I have to give her this much. She has really upscale taste when it comes to decorating. Feigenbaum's funeral home is the place to be laid out if you want to impress people. Maud's sleeping on her back with her feet in the air, which is what she does when she's super comfortable. She's snoring big time with little yips thrown in now and then, and her feet are running in place. She's probably dreaming about Stanley, the hot-looking Doberman down the street she flirts with through the fence when I take her for a walk. I'm reaching for the novel on my nightstand when I hear clink against my window. I know without even looking that it's Lester Pint, and I ignore him like I always do. The funeral home creeps him out. He won't even call here, so instead of ringing the doorbell like a normal person, he tosses stones at my window. I guess he thinks he's Cyrano de Bergerac. Just as I'm starting Chapter 3 of Ethan Frome, Roxy barges in, doesn't knock or anything. Today, she's wearing shorts and a halter top, matching leather sandals with bright red hearts on the toes. I'm leaving now, she says, all upbeat. I left a list of chores for you on the kitchen table, and there's a fruit smoothie in the fridge. Roxy's on a health food kick, which will last about a week until she reads somewhere that fat and carbs are the way to go, and she'll follow that path until her pants won't zip. Then it'll be the pickle diet or flavored water or some other crazy fad till the weight falls off again. Another stone against the window. What's that racket? Roxy asks. She goes over and peeks out. Oh, it's that poor pint boy. I wonder what he wants. Me, I say, with no enthusiasm at all. What? He has a crush on me. Roxy stands there staring as if somebody liking me would be impossible. Well, what's wrong with that? She says. I think it's kind of romantic the way he's trying to get your attention. Like that Steve Martin movie I love so much. The one with my name in it. She starts to open the blinds. Stop, I plead. I don't want him to know I'm home. Why not? He seems like a nice boy, and he probably needs somebody to talk to after all he's been through. Then her voice changes to no nonsense. You were so rattled by what happened to his father, you ended up seeing a psychologist. Just imagine what that kid must feel having his own father burned to a crisp like that. He feels a lot better about it than I do. I don't want to lead him on is all. He probably just wants you to be his friend. No, I complain. He wants me to be his girlfriend. Roxy's nagging woke up Maud, so I give her a belly rub. She licks my arm like it's the sweetest thing she's ever tasted. How do you know he likes you in a romantic way? I think of his last note, which had gone from silly to disturbing. How he said he had loved me since the seventh grade and that he knew in his heart we'd spend the rest of our lives together. I just do. Roxy pulls up the blinds, opens the window, leans out, and gives Lester a big wave. Hi there, she calls down. Are you looking for Mary Magdalene? Yes, is she there? She's here. She's just not dressed. Would you like me to tell her something? He probably wants me to spend the day in the public library while he works on the science project he's doing for the class he's taking at the community college. He's so crazy smart that he'll graduate high school a year early, and the Ivy League colleges are already recruiting him. I've made up an excuse every time he's asked me to go, but he doesn't give up. I was wondering if she wanted to go for a hike. Well, that's what I call out of the blue. I most certainly do not want to go for a hike or any place else with him. A hike, Roxy says. I need to get rock samples and hopefully a fossil or two for a project I'm doing for my college class. My mother will drive us to Sullivan's Mountain and pick us up this afternoon. She'll even pack us a lunch. Just a minute, Roxy says, holding up her hand like a traffic cop, which showcases the fake nails all polished perfectly. Bright red...